Hey, David. What's up? So, you remember how you asked me to do a thing, and I went to the store to do the thing, but it didn't happen? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a few times that I asked you to do things at the store, but which one thing in particular? I went to go see if I could get you a copy of the Skywalker Saga Deluxe Edition. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it came to my attention that when I went to uh, go do this for you, the the dumb idiot at the store that I purchased it at had told me that I didn't have the deluxe version for myself. I remember the conversation as if it was yesterday. I was very excited about getting my little X-Wing made a Lego. And now I'm not going to get one because they gone fucked up. And oh. this, kids, is why you don't deal with a specific gaming company. <laughs> you know what else you're not getting that's made out of Lego? What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Welcome, welcome to the Scene On Screen Podcast on 91.72538, not the Chub. The Chub. <laughs> the chub. Uh, David, okay. how are you? Do you ever flip through old photos and you're like, man, that's what I look like? Kind of. so different. Yeah. Uh, okay. So one of my... <laughs> have you ever listened to some of our early episodes? This is completely unrelated, but... I, I, I was not prepared for this, but yes, I've, I've listened to a few early episodes and I was like, A, how did we get here? And B. Right. So the other day, one of my uh, one of my coworkers had asked me what my podcast name was. And I had told them and they said that they were going to start listening to it. And I'm like, OK, cool. And I said, you know, there's a few of our recent episodes are pretty good. But, uh, you know, just a fair warning that if you uh, listen to the book of boba fett episode there's a ton of spoilers for mandalorian and boba fett because they hadn't seen it yet uh so then i find out at uh, work the next day that they started with the first episode like their very first episode i'm like no no no, don't do that <laughs> no you want i want you to listen to this the show but uh <laughs> that's so funny because somebody else brought that up like literally this week they were like yeah, so you guys, uh, like, I got involved, and, like, I started listening to your show around, like, episode 60, and, like, 75 is where you guys really hit your stride. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, we, I was using a headset, like, with the, the microphone attached to the headset for some of that stuff, and we we didn't really have our, our groove. And then, uh, yeah, it was probably around episode 75. When we figured figured our shit out. Well, this is episode one hundred and thirteen or one hundred and sixteen now, I think. Oh, so maybe it was before seventy five we really started hitting it because we've had a really good stretch since probably the beginning so, of last year. I would say early, like mid, like right around middle pandemic, mid mid pandemic. Yeah, yeah, we had a lot of free time, so we we could actually focus on this, but. It's it's actually funny because like I've I listened to a podcast and I'm a huge fan of this podcast and I've listened to it since its infancy. And like hopefully one day we become as big as that podcast. But I remember when they were getting like no listens and they were just like 
some dudes talking hockey. Yeah, we're some dudes talking. Not hockey. Not hockey. We're we're talking about a (laughs) bunch of other stuff. Like this weekend, I went and played a disc golf tournament. I played in something called the Ice Bowl. And uh, I'll tell you, man, it was exactly as advertised. We showed up, or I showed up there at like nine o'clock in the morning to play my round, did my practicing. Hold on, on a Saturday? On a yeah, on a Saturday morning. Why? Because it was it was a charity tournament, oh, and okay. I just I really wanted to get out there and do it, and I hadn't really played a lot since like December, maybe like two or three rounds. That's so right. I was doing it just for me, kind of thing. And I showed up there. I was like, "Damn, it's cold. It is cold." And by hole like five or six, where it's like, it was like kind of open near the river, mm-hmm. it was blizzardy, blustery, and blizzardy. And by the second time around, most of the holes you couldn't even see what you were throwing at. It okay, was hold on. Off. What is what does blustering mean? Blustering is like kind of blowing all over the place, but yeah, like, but that's blizzardy. Yeah, but blustery is kind of like I don't know bluster. You can't use the word that you're describing in the description of the word that you're describing. I was saying it was blustery. Yeah, but you use just another version of like, well, what's the singular of blustery? Okay, so uh, blustery. <laughs> it's blistering. <laughs> it's a blustery uh, characterized by strong winds, a gusty blustery day. So there you go. It was blizzardy and blustery at the same time because it was windy. <laughs> the same, the, and bl- the same thing. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm reading. I, I just Googled it. It says a blustery wind was sending flurries of rain against the window. That's flurries as in snow and rain. <laughs> That's Terrible. Kenora weather right there right now. Oh, I was very Kenora, don't you know? <laughs> Anyways, that was that was Saturday. Today, I left the house in a hoodie, shorts, and flip-flops. You animal. <laughs> animal indeed. <laughs> what it, what's the temperature there? Like uh, that was a pretty wild swing then in temperature. It, it's 12 degrees right now. It was about 18, 19 when I was uh, out and about today. Oh, that's crazy. I almost uh, like manually washed the car. Really? I was like I was like in full I'm a dad mode and I'm not even a dad. I'm a cat dad, so that counts, right? So I was like flip-flops, I could go to the local car wash drop my bill in there or tap some because there's no coin anymore mm-hmm. just tap my debit card and wash the car talk to the other guys washing their cars oh would have been an experience but i decided to go home and do nothing why well, I, I had huh. like things i had to do but yeah yeah you'll be happy to know that uh the temperature up in the great white north has broken the zero degree mark yay <laughs> we uh we, I think we were at about six degrees today. Uh, things have slowly been melting. Um, yeah, but now all of the, well, now when I'm driving, I'm playing puddle or pothole. Ooh, that's not you don't a fun know, game. You don't know if it's a puddle or if it's a pothole. Like the roads here are brutal. It's actually horrible. Um, and it's funny because it was actually a smoother ride on some of these roads when there was, like a six inches of snow compacted <laughs> onto the road. But yeah. Uh, yeah, things are slowly starting to warm up. Uh, everything's melting. I, I uh, held fast and I was strong and I didn't shovel my driveway for the f- last two weeks. And you know what? It paid off. 
you're a monster. I would hate driving. <laughs> like, oh my god. Um, you, you know how my parkade is at my building. Yeah. Uh, most of it floods and then refreezes. And when you make that second turn out, if I had a low vehicle, it'd be fucked. <laughs> like there'd just be no way because mm-hmm. you're like you go over an ice bump and then your tire drops six inches. It's it's uh, yeah. unbelievably brutal. So, so it's weird because my street and I'm right on like a, a, an intersection. So my street, there was probably about a good, I don't know, eight or nine inches of snow, like hard snow compacted onto the road. And they never really they haven't shoveled it or they haven't plowed it in weeks, it seems like. But then at that intersection, the main road there, it's completely cleared. It goes literally right to the, the that pavement or asphalt. So you can actually drive on it. So you turn into the intersection to get into my street and then it's like going off road. It is my car almost got stuck in the slush because there is so much and it's so bumpy and all over the place. So you know what they do here, though? They shave the roads. Yeah, it's it's cheaper than plowing if you grade it. They get so much they get so much snow here that they actually no longer are able to plow like two lanes because they don't exist anymore. They actually take these things that it, they're like giant snowblowers and then they they collect all the snow in a large truck and then dump it off out somewhere. Uh, so when they did that on this one road, I realized that there's actually sidewalks like <laughs> they extended the road by like it felt like 50 feet. It was like there's so much room for activities. But anyways, have you bought your uh, snowblower yet? Well, we have like a snow pusher thing, like a, a little tiny you have one an electronic they... shovel, right? Well, no, it's like a snow pusher. It's or it's it's like a snowblower, but it's not as uh, it doesn't yeah, have, you have that, one like, of those little. Motorized it doesn't shovels. have like it doesn't have like a grindy thing to grind up snow, uh, but it's electric, which is fine. It works for like light, fluffy snow, but I just didn't like using it with having to finagle with the long extension cord. So Sounds I like you need using, a blow snower. I know I, I do. Maybe I'll find something like um, at middle of August. You know, like Canadian Tire or something like that. We'll have found a skid of them in the <laughs> in the back, and like, oh yeah, we gotta get, we gotta sell these, get it's it for like, like a hundred bucks. It's more, yeah, right. It's more like this time of year. So when I you're know. like early spring, I mean, there's some really good ones out on the market. I, I'd be happy to help point you in the right direction. Man, or... actually, right now it's all uh, it's all barbecues and outdoor stuff that's coming out there. And you know what I'm getting this summer? I'm getting an electric smoker. Nice. Are you getting the the green egg? I want the egg. I might get the egg, but no, these, these, this is like another one. It's, it's a pretty decent sized one. And you know what? It'll be, it'll fit in great with the environment when there's all these forest fires and the air here is just super smoky. The neighbors won't even really care (laughs) (laughs) that I'm filling the neighborhood up with smoke too. Um, It'll smell like forest fires and brisket. Sad commentary on how our world is. I know. Um, Right. Speaking of commentary, what are we going to talk about? Well, I was going to say, I was going to segue into kind of world, worldly matters and just spotlight um, some games that come from uh, the the country of the Ukraine, um, and more specifically, um, just kind of acknowledge 
what's going on over there again. We we skirted around it a few weeks ago. We understand it's a sensitive subject for a lot of people, but it's also something that is is hard for some people to talk about. Like my background, um, for those who don't know me, which would be most of our listeners, um, I am part Ukrainian. I feel like by now they would all know you. But did really, you know you're part Ukrainian. No, I didn't. Yeah. See, it's a, <laughs> it's it's from my mother's side. I'm part um, Ukrainian. Did you know that? Yeah, you've told me that before. I know I have. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just we wanted to acknowledge some of the games that are coming out of there. And uh, well, they're not coming out right now. They're actually really focused on trying to help their fa- uh, the families, at um, the developers um, survive, find shelter mm-hmm. and just do everything they can in a humanitarian effort. And the, the the biggest game coming out of the Ukraine right now is actually Stalker 2, which has changed the subtitle to Heart of Chernobyl um, to acknowledge kind of <laughs> where the game is from mm-hmm. and um, a little bit more of the background of the history of Ukraine. Now, um, just reading some articles that have kind of come out this week, they're really, as I said, focused on... Um, They've paused all development, so you're probably not going to see Stalker 2 for a while, which was a huge reveal last year at E3. Um, but the the comment from their uh, their CEO was, we are striving to help our employees and their families just to survive. Stalker could never come out. I would love it if it did. And I would encourage everyone, even if it's free on Game Pass, even if it's free anywhere, buy this game. Buy it. Yeah. Don't argue. Buy it. Help support this entire team. Like they're 100% Ukrainian based, I believe. I'm just going to double check that information as I say it, but I'm pretty sure the entire development company is there, right? It's GS. I believe so. Uh, GSC Game World, which is based in Kiev. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's something that you don't really think about, right? Like uh, these games. I feel like most people assume that a lot of game companies developers are either based out of the United States or France. Japan or France. Right. Um, but really like there's a ton of studios that are based all throughout Europe, um, Canada. There's stuff in lots in like in Asia, not just Japan, but you know, Korea, China, Taiwan, stuff like that. So like it's, it's kind of one of those things that this is a medium that we all just we enjoy, but we don't really think about where these things come from. And so now this is something that is a, a world issue um, and it is affecting something that we do in our free time and that we can we can play games leisurely and we don't have to worry about anything. Right. Whereas these countries and well in Ukraine right now, these people that make these games for a living for us to enjoy, you know, like they are essentially fighting for their lives and their freedom. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of eye opening and it's one of those things that there are a lot of people that just, and, and we are in, I guess like we are in a sense, some of those people that we will just wait for games to come out on game pass and stuff like that. But this is something where, you know, I've always felt that for like indie developers and smaller studios, like I would rather buy uh, 
the game instead of waiting for it to go on a game pass because I want to support them. Right. Mm -hmm. But this is something where, you know, once this whole issue is kind of in the past, then we need to be able to support these people. And if we can't necessarily like just give them our money, sure. Like, you know, donation, like if they release this game, how can we support them while we can buy the game? Because the companies are going to get money for that, which then goes back into their employees, which supports their employees, which will help them kind of rebuild their lives and, and their country. So there's a, there's a bunch of games that have come out from the Ukraine, mm-hmm. mostly all kind of very similar, like the Metro, the Metro games uh, and stalker. Yeah. The, um, um... It's interesting because I just looked up Stalker 2 on YouTube as well, right? Mm -hmm. So IGN has an updated version of the trailer with Heart of Chernobyl. Like, are they still working on this game somewhere? Um, I'm sure like the whole development team isn't all located in Ukraine. Um, Or if they are, I guess the thing is, is Ukraine is pretty big. And I don't believe it is the entirety of Ukraine that is being affected like the entirety of ukraine is being affected that's for sure but uh majority from what i understand of any russian military stuff is isolated to a few main cities or major cities right you you mean kiev where they're attacking <laughs> pretty much and that, like smaller that's stuff where around this company there. is number of employees 300 yeah well um well hopefully they were working from home yeah at the time due to the pandemic i'm just i'd be curious um and believe me when i say this is in a non-selfish way um i'd be curious as to how this game is being stored or for any company for that matter like is every backup on site oh like absolutely not yeah like guaranteed they have off-site backups yeah you would have to be even we have cloud backups of of our show and if we lose all of our recordings it's not the end of the world right like it's not like we're a big multi-million dollar corporation where this is all of our assets right yeah we're a multi-dollar corporation (laughs) (laughs) right so it's in in this day and age it's quite common to have cloud backups of things and i think any any sane group of people, you know, if you work with digital media would have an offsite backup of, of your content. And you know, it's, it's cheap too, right? Like they could easily get, they probably have like some Google or Amazon backup. Yeah. I, I, w- I, I would hope so. All, all we're saying, and we're, we're not, we're not going to stick on this too long is if you have the chance to support, buy the game if you don't believe that's fine too but these 300 or so people that work for this company could use every dollar (laughs) right now it's like just imagine your home being blown up and it's like it's it's so surreal my house that would suck um (laughs) it's like it's so surreal to think about and everything will help it's just don't like yeah just buy it (laughs) yeah don't 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 be a patient gamer on this one. The game already looked like it was going to be good, and I hope for the fruits of their labor. Labor, this game is celebrated properly. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. 
Well, if it's anything like the uh, previous Stalker games, uh, I'm sure it will be a home run. A home run. Oh, that doesn't come out for a few more weeks. No. Do you know what does also come out in a few more weeks? Uh, Harvest Days. It's getting an early release <laughs> on Steam for PC. So the most obscure thing that Sean could find to talk about <laughs> to talk about during this episode. You know what's really uh, funny about it too is like while I was looking just for some last minute news, I was like, oh, one hour ago. What is this? This Country Life Sandbox Sim RPG. This game. <laughs> it's like uh, a, it's like a, th- it's a, what is it? A low poly 3D version of Stardew Valley mixed with like Harvest Moon. And Minecraft. Like this yeah. guy rake, raking the wheat and then all of a sudden using his hoe. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and, yeah. excuse me i'm choking because i think it's so funny um this game looks like it was like from 10 years ago but it finally got the funding to be uh greenlit and they were like you know what didn't have the funding that's why it's going on early access so you can (laughs) pay for it before it's before it's done (laughs) you know what let's just get this thing out there let's let's show the world the german austrian video game publisher top lits created this game and um, I don't even know what to say about it. Its key features are become a farmer, develop your dream farm, and take care of its animals. Plant dozens of different types of fruit trees and more than 50 crops. Huh, I've played a game like this already. Relax, go fishing at the lake, chat with your neighbors, or take your horse for a ride through scenic landscapes. Okay, this is Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> There's there's more to it than just Animal Crossing. Oh, there's a whole town. Open oh, you world. You can dance at night. You can <laughs> you can go to. I don't Where know. Do you... <laughs> I think if you go to the Steam page. Oh yeah, there's I'm a different at it. trailer. Yeah. Well, the game comes out May twelfth. Um, you know, Come on. this is literally stealing words from both Harvest or uh, Stardew Valley and Animal Crossing. Create yeah, something like unique. It was like an AI just generated the description. Oh, no kidding. Create something unique. Gather wood, stone, minerals, gems, and even magic mushrooms before building your own tools. Furniture, decorations, you dream it, you build it. This is going to be like some raccoon is going to find this guy. and he's like, Hey, buddy. You want some magic beans? You want to build a farm? Hey, buddy's like, gather, yeah. Gather your wood. Here's some magic mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> If this game isn't Animal Crossing, I'll be really upset. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, on the Steam page, the end of the trailer, it doesn't say like buy now, pre-order now. It says wish list now. Hey, you know what? Let's pl- let's buy it. Let's play it. Oh, 100 percent. Let's stream. stream it. Yeah, let's stream look it. after yourself. Eat, drink, get plenty of rest and enjoy your quaint surroundings. There is no point in building a farming paradise if there's no time to enjoy it. I'm okay. I was clowning on it at first, but sure. I'm in. Sign me up. See? It's like Dream Daddy all over again. I will still never play <laughs> Dream Daddy. How how much does it say? Oh, I guess it's still on wish list. Yeah, it's it doesn't have a price. Like if it's more than like twelve dollars, then no. My my max would be twenty on that. Twenty bucks. You heard it here, people. $20. That Sean means if it's ripped, $19.99 Sean, plus tax? 
Well, of course there's going to be tax. Well, then I can't buy it. My d- one crisp 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm, I've, I've learned the way of David. Well, no, I'm not like that. I say like if I say something like 20 bucks, then I assume that that does not include tax. I'm not a monster. <laughs> You're a monster. I've been watching uh, Shrek at work. That's how I'm spending my time when there's no. You customers. know what? We've been watching sh- a lot of Shrek at home. Nice, nice. Which Which is, which is interesting, because did you see the new uh, trailer for uh, Puss in Boots? Yeah, I I I perused it. Yeah. Wait, you perused it, so you didn't watch the whole thing? No, it was on in the background. I kind of got distracted. Okay, you got to watch the whole thing. It's actually looks pretty good. Obviously, it's a uh, origin story of Puss in Boots. Um, We needed that. Yeah, but the art style is actually uh, not too bad. It's kind of like a mix between like the traditional Shrek artwork, uh, like the 3D animated style, and um, what was the uh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man Miles Morales. It kind of has that like artsy kind of cartoon style. Oh, you mean Into the Spider-Verse? Oh, yes. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. It actually movie. looks pretty cool. Um, it's 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 really interesting, um, and it looks funny. But <clears throat> clearly, there's going to be some love love thing between him and another cat, and they have some dog that looks like a pug or something like that. And it's probably going to be the stupid, dumb sidekick. But you know what? If it has the same humor as the Shrek movies, why not? Fair enough. And you want a fun little factoid about Shrek that has come out this week? Sure. Oh, no. Don't. It's it's an age thing, isn't it? It's a potential age thing, but it's also Uh a potential theory. Um, Okay. The new Batman movie suggests that Thomas and Martha Wayne were killed in 2001, which means it was very likely that they died taking their beloved son, Bruce, to the theater (laughs) to see Shrek. Oh, wait, hold on. They died in 2001 in the new Batman? Yeah. Is that like, is that the year in every Batman or is that just what they've done in that new canon? I think it's what they've done in the new canon. It's Mm, because a crazy theory ensures that the Batman and Shrek are connected. Gotcha. Um, I have yet to see it. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews. Some people have told me it's really bad. Other people have told me it's really good. Um, Max told me that it's uh, not worth it. It was overhyped, but he enjoyed it. Um, But the general consensus is still this movie is far too long. It's you're kind of hoping it ends because you want to either go to the bathroom or leave. Mm -hmm. It just drags itself out. There's far too much content. Well, it's currently sitting at an 88 audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um which and a lot of that's from the hundred percent fanboys. <laughs> yeah. But you know, based on something like that, I feel that might be a, uh, a fairly accurate rating because when you think about it, everyone's saying that the movie is good. Like they're not saying that it's a bad movie, just that it's too long or it's too dark or it's too long. They have too many characters, right? Like little things that, would make any movie bad. But I think 
maybe as a reboot to the series or to the character. Uh, a lot of people have been enjoying it. So I, I do want to see it. Um, I think, I think I'll probably end up seeing it in uh, the theater. Just right, one you, day. You're about 24 days away from it being on HBO. Oh, really? Yeah. It, it's just like, um, what's it called? Um, it's going to be just like um, Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, I, I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. It's all right. Uh, I mean, I, I did hear that it was the greatest DC movie of all time, but it's been since usurped by the Batman. So yeah, well, no, it was uh, that, and then Wonder Woman, and then the Batman. Oh um, shit! Yes, I forgot. Wonder Woman was so great. That it beat out Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, that have you heard of? Uh, like, what is it called? Uma. Like Uma is that Thurman? movie? No, no, it's the movie with. Um, it's the Sam Raimi movie, the horror one, with uh, what's her name, Sandra O. Oh. oh, I haven't. I I like I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. No. Yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, that one is currently not sitting at a very good rating. That there was some hype for that one because that was a. Uh, interesting. Well, it's another Sam Ram movie or they, sorry, they produced it. Um, that one's not seen very well, but turning red is, uh, have you watched that one yet? No, we, we haven't gotten to it yet. It's uh, apparently crushing it though. So this one's interesting. There's a lot of it mixed reviews on this one as well. The current, uh, critic review for this one is 95 which is fine, but the audience score is only 72% as of right now. That's like, have you seen why though? There's a lot of hate because apparently every animated movie ever has to happen in LA or New York. Well, it's not even that. No, 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 it's not even that. So I know that there, I, and I've learned this from my, uh, a source that I have that, uh, apparently Korea People are hating hating on it in there because this story, well, okay, politically, uh, there's been areas of Korea that have always been under, not like attack, but between China and Japan and whatnot have been under control from time to time over the the last hundred thousand years, right? Uh, but it came to light recently or something like that, that apparently China or something like that is saying that essentially Korean culture is influenced by Chinese culture and that they are pretty much the same thing. So then you have all of these Korean people that are getting pissed off over this. Um, and in the movie, Turning Red, it is a, a Chinese family, right? Mm-hmm. But there is a scene when they are wearing a traditional, like their traditional clothing, and it's traditional Korean clothing. So there's uh, there's a lot of outrage, I guess, in Korea that this is just kind of a jab at them, saying that oh, you're wearing traditional Korean clothing, but saying that it's Chinese. Ah, I found it here. Uh, in a teaser scene meant to illustrate Chinese folklore and culture, a scrolling painting of two children being held by a red panda is shown. Korean internet users have pointed out that the children's attire closely resemble that of a hanbok, a traditional Korean dress, rather than a hanfu, which is a Chinese dress. Wow. The internet mm-hmm. giveth and it taketh away. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I, I sure will probably enjoy it. Um, I wonder if people of Asian descent might enjoy it a little bit more because it will most likely relate to them more just about kind of like growing up with like family dynamics and things like that. Yeah. The, um, um, between that and the Adam project, I didn't actually watch a new movie at all this week. We watched two episodes of upload. That is the newest content we've watched in a week. Okay. I just started it the other day. You've been missing out. Have, are you on season two? Is that what you're watching? Yeah, I won't. Okay. I won't so, say anything. so I remember hearing about it, but then didn't know where it was. It was just one of those things. Like you saw, I saw a trailer for it or something like that for season one, like way back and didn't really think much of it. I feel like so I told the, you about it in the summer when we watched it. Maybe you might've. Uh, and then I didn't really think much of it. And then the other day I was like, Oh, I forgot about this. So I watched the first episode and it's actually really good. Like the first episode and sometimes like shows take a while to really draw you in. Um, but I think this one did a pretty good job. So I uh, am excited to continue on with that one. It's uh, uh-huh. it's it's a good, it's an enjoyable show. The twists and turns are pretty sweet as well. Um, <laughs> and because you're into to video games and sci-fi, it's it's very fun. Especially like with the, it kind of feels a little VR-y. Mm-hmm. But you definitely feel it. it it's like, kind of ready player one ish a little gotcha now would it be vre or vr ish i don't know it's kind (laughs) of like blustery the word just kind of came to my head um but yeah that's i i really enjoy it we're just trying to take it slow we're we're not really in a tv mood right now which is kind of weird but we get into that sometimes and like we've been replaying like new girl just we want stuff oh, on okay. in the background, but we got other stuff kind of going on, so we don't worry about it too. too Have much. you watched the show on Netflix called? Oh shit, I forget what it's called now. Yes, I have they... actually watched. Oh shit, I forget <laughs> what it's called now. Great it's where show. These, these guys who hate children make things that children invent. What? Shit! Now I'm having a huge brain fart. Fun Factory or something like that. I don't know. I haven't. So it's a show where this guy who used to make toys for kids, he comes off as like, he says that he hates kids. And so the show that they're doing is they, they get these crazy ideas from children and then whoever has like the best one, they make it. So the first one was a, uh, they made a dinosaur that uh, threw like vomited tacos. Uh, and then they did one where it was like uh, a unicorn that could fly and farts glitter and stuff like that. This sounds awful. It is. It's it's one of these, like, if we want to watch something that um, we don't want to really have to think <laughs> when we watch it, but it actually makes me so angry for the sheer lack of safety that they do in this. this. Like, they will be grinding something without even any, like, oh, they'll be using hand saws and stuff like that with no ear protection, no eye protection. They'll be grinding things or like sanding things down with a like a belt sander or whatever with no respiratory masks going. You're on. telling like me you've nothing. never used uh, a saw without glasses or ear protection? No, man, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, no comment. I care oh, about my. Almost, I care about my ears. Oh, almost 
unless I'm like going to be around stuff for a long time, I probably won't have earplugs in, but I usually protect my eyes. But you would think that on a show that is clearly going to be watched by people who are more influential, who are easily influenced, mm-hmm. they would actually care about showing at least proper safety. That's fair. Like the odd time that they, the odd time they wear like full respiratory masks and, and actual protective gear. But I would say four out of five times, absolutely nothing. Fair. Yeah. You know what is also not safe? Uh, throwing bananas at cars. And turtle shells. No, turtle shells <laughs> are totally safe because they're called Koopa shells. Well, no, they're well, they're they're still turtle shells. Fair enough. Um, big big week, man. Kirby demo just dropped. Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster just dropped. So as you're listening to this podcast, you could be playing the two new cups in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. You could be playing either the Golden Dash Cup or the Lucky Cat Cup. I mean, the names are a little. Eh. But they, they're leaving something to be desired. There is some cool looking tracks coming, man. And like there, yeah. I don't know if you see the or saw the link on Nintendo everything, but they show some of the logos for the new cups, like the cherries, the blue shell cup mm-hmm. and the release, like the release dates are crazy. Um, I'm going to pull them up in a second, but Golden Dash Cup has Paris Promenade from Mario Kart Tour. Toad Circuit from Nintendo 3DS, uh, Choco Mountain, which is a huge one from Nintendo 64, and Coconut Mountain. I'm excited Mall for that Ruby. one. Yeah, I think Choco Mountain's like the most popular one trending right now. Mm. I've never played Mario Kart Tour, so there's going to be three maps I've never touched. Yeah, see, I don't know if I played those ones specifically on Mario Kart Tour. When it came out, it was pretty big with uh, some people in my class, so we would always play them during class because you could compete against each other but like most mobile games we didn't really know if we're actually racing against them live or if it's just kind of like ghost data mm-hmm. but uh you know like it's if you had have asked me six months ago if we were going to get a new mario kart or <laughs> mario kart dlc i would have probably said a new mario kart um but the amount of content that we're getting already is crazy what that's what like eight tracks yeah um, that's half of the uh that's like uh, or a third of the base game yeah they're releasing a bunch more i just came from the link that i saw the other cart or tracks that we're getting is tokyo blur or sorry tokyo blur um from cart tour which is apparently a very popular course from yeah that was like one of the main ones in okay. the in the game yeah shroom ridge from the ds sky garden from game boy advance and ninja hideaway from tour so three games from handheld experiences or three tracks from handheld experiences as well which usually when they add the 3d element the flipping and all that other stuff or like the anti gravity the flying these courses turn out really, really nice. I can't wait to see what they do with Chaco Mountain and Toad Circuit. I think mm-hmm. Toad Circuit did have flight, but it didn't have the anti-gravity, right? From the 3DS version? Or that I, was Mario Kart 7, I, so it might have. I don't know if Mario Kart 7 had anti-gravity stuff. I thought maybe it was just Mario Kart 8. 
Yeah, I don't I don't recall. I'm just incredibly excited. And I was looking into it the other day. There might also be Mario Party stuff coming soon. The the booster pass might actually be the best thing that's happened to Nintendo. I know, I know, I know. You and I were very apprehensive about it earlier. And it still really hasn't paid any dividends. I don't play Animal Crossing enough to get the DLC for it. But like the 64 no. stuff has been pretty cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, What do you think? Where, where do you think? Like if they add Mario Party maps from other Mario Party games like the Wii or the Wii U to Super... Yeah, it's called Superstars. Buddy, mm-hmm. take my money. Well, I think if they keep this model where they are including DLC packs and stuff like that for their games, it will make it more worthwhile for the for the added cost. Um, They're about to pull a Netflix and jack up the price again. Well, they can't. They just jacked up the price before. But the thing is, is they jacked up the price when there was no real indication of what we were getting other right. than and other than n64 and um genesis or yeah genesis and animal crossing dlc and we bought in just kind of based off of you know the family costs like split the costs and then you know maybe the we we wanted to check out the uh n64 stuff and some of our other family members wanted the animal crossing stuff so it kind of worked out but you know if by the time renewal comes, if there's more stuff that they include with the uh, expansion pass, I'm all down for for renewing for that one. Yeah, the fam- the family pass makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, the other names of the cups have been um, made official. So it's Turnip Cup, Propeller Cup, Rock Cup, Moon Cup, Fruit Cup, Boomerang Cup, Feather Cup, Cherry Cup, an acorn cup and spiny cup. Let's go. I'm down. I'm very mm-hmm. excited. All right. What's next? I think it's the only thing that's left. There was a state of play this week, David. And it oh, was, man. um, it was pretty big. I, I genuinely didn't expect to see as much progress on Hogwarts Legacy, as we saw this week. It was, uh, it kind of takes you back to the whole, like, I know you're not a huge Harry Potter fan, mm-hmm. but the immersiveness of the, I guess you wouldn't really call it a gameplay trailer because it was literally just 15 minutes of footage and some of it repeated itself. Well, it was a gameplay reveal. And it was good. Well, yes and no. Compared to other gameplay reveals that we've seen in recent Mm -hmm. memory, this was a good gameplay reveal. It was more detailed, that's for sure. And they had developers like kind of go over it for like the last. Did you watch the 15 minute one or the 25 one? Oh, I only watched the 15 minute one. Oh, so the so um, my other half is a huge Harry Potter fan. And she's like, how like questioning it, being like, how is this possible? Why is this happening? Um, and then the developers kind of explained what they were doing and she was like, Oh, that, that kind of makes some sense. 
it's it's different because I think they're trying to do some fan service. They're giving you the ability to see some characters, but also meet new ones because it's well mm-hmm. before the time of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to name my character Larry. Larry. What's his last name? Larry also Trotter. Potter. Larry Trotter. <laughs> yeah. I, I did find it interesting that they tell you or they kind of drop information on you that you start as a fifth year student which like i know my other half said it the developer in the developer part was like yeah this usually doesn't happen blah 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 so there's got to be a big story arc for your character which should be Mm -hmm. male or female which is great um definitely if you go by jk rowling's track record you would think it would only be a boy wizard and that's it um, but that's why they're calling it the Wizarding World and Hogwarts Legacy, not anything with her name on it. And I believe mm. they've also removed her name from um, the development stuff. I think they, they're still paying her for her characters, but I don't think it has anything to do with her anymore. Is she a bad person? Yeah, I don't person? think so. Um, yeah, so it's series Harry Potter video games, publisher Warner Brothers Interactive, uh, single player video game. It is coming out on the Series X, which I'm surprised. Is there like a PlayStation exclusive we don't know about? Um, Maybe. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything. I know that it was initially supposed to be like it's only ever been shown as a PlayStation game. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know for a fact that the. um The version that they're showing was the PlayStation version. Well, just because yes. of the button, the button prompts and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if if it was one of those things that kind of like Elden Ring. It was not a PlayStation exclusive, but all of the advertising and everything was for PlayStation. So I wonder if we're going to see this more, where games are going to be cross-platform, but Sony has reserve the rights for uh, advertising cross-platform would also indicate that it is a multiplayer game this is a single player as it gets which immediately to me no no, it doesn't mean that it's a multiplayer game no that's just how i feel when i hear the word cross-platform um to me though a single player game i immediately want to pick it up for playstation I, it doesn't even matter about the hardware anymore like to to me in my brain, multiplayer is fun on Xbox or Nintendo, depending on what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not playing multiplayer games on my PlayStation. I don't even have a headset for my PlayStation. You want to play with me online while we're playing PlayStation? Call me or use Discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's It's becoming this console that's synonymous with single player games. God of War. The Last of Us, um, Ghost of Tsushima. Like, you know, it's just, it's becoming that. And people are like, oh, if I have multiplayer, multiplayer better experience online would be Xbox. But that's neither here nor there because we're still talking about this game. And this game, to me anyways, looked a lot better than what I thought it would. I honestly thought I was going to sit down today and see kind of like a hunk of crap. I truly thought it was going to be oh, a, a cross between something completely unfinished and a 
Souls game with no swords, which we kind of got. It's like Skyrim with only magic. Yeah, one like a few things that really stood out to me is like the facial animations look so kind of janky. Um, I I don't know how they could fix this, but having the main character that you play as with just walking around with like a blank stare. It just seems so unnatural when every other character, you know, they actually have somewhat animated facial animations and stuff like that. Um, and and some of the animations, like when he was on the broomstick. Looks a little blocky. Yeah, his, his the guy's uh, cloak wasn't really flowy, flowing like it would. Um, now, it okay, was alpha it, footage, though, right? So like, that's a- I don't know if it was alpha footage, but. You know, it's just early footage. But anyway, so yeah. um, I'm not like a big Harry Potter fan. I, I didn't like the books. I think the, the I lost interest in <laughs> well, I know exactly where I lost interest. Uh, it was in the first. Have you read all the books? No. Oh, you haven't? No, I've listened to like the first two. Oh, the audiobooks. OK, so um, have you seen all the movies? Yes. Oh, see, that's more than I have. Numerous uh, times. So the first book, I was reading it, and it got to the point where Harry Potter was uh, going through the town. He was on his way to uh, to Hogwarts or whatever, and they stop off at a bank, and it turns out that he's loaded, and he goes into this room, uh, and there's like a ton of money in there, and like that's all of his money. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was like, this is stupid. A kid Why? Because comes... his parents died and all his gold was left to him for when he went to school? No, 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 no. Not even Batman. that. Batman. All... This is literally okay. just Batman. No, no, no. Okay, this kid has been living in poverty, like being forced to sleep under a, a stairwell. That's because his aunt and uncle hated him. It was right. different. And so then he finds out that he's loaded and he doesn't just take a shit ton of money and go buy a shit ton of stuff. No, he was a minor. He was under their custody. Man, you really got to like watch or read more. No, it's just it just doesn't like, you know, if I was like, you know what? This is all my money. Give me it. Give it to me right now. I've been sleeping in a box under a stairwell. <laughs> he, <laughs> like, he he used his money near the end, but like, why would he help the people who abuse him? No, no, it wasn't to help. Like, he should be helping himself, and that's what so anyone would do. So you're telling right? me if Alfred just shoved Bruce Wayne under the stairs, we wouldn't have the exact same movie? Like, ah, oh, you know what, Master Bruce? You're just Bruce now. Get under the stairs, you little loser. <laughs> well, no, because that's different, because, because you Alfred You want me to hide your him. identity? Fuck that. Get under the stairs. <laughs> hey, that's what happened to me. You're not Bruce Wayne. <laughs> no, but I did have to live under the stairs. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> as someone, what I was getting to, as someone who's not really into Harry Potter, never really has, primarily, I'm, I don't really care about like the wizards and wizardry stuff and witches and whatnot, right? This game does look kind of interesting. I think it's, it is disconnected enough from the, the movies and the books that someone who is not really into it can can play it and it doesn't feel like you're playing a Harry Potter game because it doesn't have those main characters and stuff like that. 
You know what well, I mean? Well, I mean, nearly head- like, headless Nick was there, man. Like there are some things in there, right? And like the houses and like it's also magic and whatnot, but it does it did look like something that I could see myself playing and and not having to really understand a whole lot of the Harry Potter lore. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was thinking of when they first started it off, when they like, they show that, that picturesque grand hall and our boy ray tracing just happened to show up at the right time. And you could tell just because the way they rendered the footage that that's going to be a big topic in a few months, probably at E3 or whatever E3 has become, I guess. Uh, anyways, the, the sorting hat. I want to, I want to talk about that for a second because in Harry Potter, the the hat takes your attributes or your personality and your thoughts, and it picks a house for you. I wonder if Warner Brothers was smart here, and they they took a page out of Bethesda, a Softworks kind of character AI algorithm, and lets you kind of pick how you want to be. Well, as the game starts, so like you you create your character, and then you like choose some of your personality attributes. So you remember at the beginning of fallout four, like before you go into the shelter and you're like, you're at your house with your wife and your kid and like the robot shows up and you pick some of your attributes and then the game kind of decides what kind of path you're going to have. I'm curious to see if it's going to be like that, or it's going to be like some other games where um, like an EA game where you get to pick your starting school and then you kind of go from there and then um, decisions you make kind of get you drafted into like the NBA or the NFL. Well, that could be interesting, but also it would be kind of cool if when you put the the sorting hat thing on, if it was just random. But then you're running a risk of a one in four restart. Like there's going to be people like I'll use my other half as an example. It's Gryffindor bust, man. She starts a game and it goes Ravenclaw. She's going to be, I'm restarting. Like not even a question. I mean, like, I guess that's fair for the people who care, but at the same time, isn't that supposed to be like in the Harry Potter stuff? Isn't that just all, all oh, like ra- random? No, so right, like that, like the hat decides who you are based off of like things that it can tell about you from sitting on your head. Yeah, but that's not really random. That's like how Harry ended up could have ended up in Slytherin because he had he was able to speak partial tongue, partial partial tongue, partial tongue. I'm just looking through um, the games that Warner Brothers has coming out in the next little bit, or that they've had previously that would ha- use that kind of AI mechanic. Man, they have a lot of good games coming out in 2022, man. Do you hear that train? That is obnoxious. Holy, I'm sorry. Um, I I really can't avoid it. Windows aren't soundproof. (laughs) So um, they have multiverses coming out. They have Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. They have Gotham Knights coming out. They have Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. That's all coming out starting next month. Like, that's insane. Um, but looking through some of their, their games, they don't really have anything that gives you that choose your way. Like injustice Two, maybe a little, um, mm-hmm. Lego worlds. No DC legends is a mobile game. 
Ar- like Arkham City and all the Arkham games, those were like you don't really decide. It's not like a Rockstar game or a Bethesda game or an, even a, an Obsidian game where every decision you make kind of alters how things are based off your attributes or if you do good or bad things. They did have uh, Middle Earth that kind of had that that algorithm, no? Uh, I don't really know. It's been a while since I played that one. Shadow of Mordor. 2014. So like... Even even still, if that was the case, their tech would be way out of date for that kind of mm-hmm. um, situation. So that's kind of where I'm at with that, because if the game's going to do kind of what Pottermore does, I think that would be an incredible ad. And because Pot- like Pottermore is part of the wizarding world, it'd be really cool to have you pick like maybe you're going to be smart and witty, but also a little bit mischievous. And you like pick your slider to where you want your slider to go. And it turns out you're a Hufflepuff. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I love your interest level here as like a two, <laughs> maybe a three. I, I mean, like, I, I guess as someone who doesn't really care that much, I don't know the differences between any of the houses. So I would just, I would just play whatever comes Whatever they tell me to do. One smart, one stoner, one's brave, and one's assholeish. Uh, okay. But well, either way, nobody likes nerds. I <laughs> so one thing though I was thinking here is that they could essentially reskin this as a Star Wars game, and it could be interesting too. So I'm glad you said that because there was one game that I thought of the entire time. Like with the little puzzles on the ground and how like if you looked at things a certain way, the only difference is instead of magic, you're using the force. I felt a lot of Jedi Fallen Order vibes mm-hmm. like in that game. So I'm glad I did you a little that. bit, too, with like, even with some of the uh, like the uh, battle mechanics and stuff like that, like the animations, it seemed like that. But think about it. Wouldn't it be cool to do be a. Like have a game where you are a, a Padawan going through the Jedi temple and learning how to use the force and like going on missions and like your journey to become a Jedi Knight or whatever. Yeah, that would be the, sweet, especially because I started rewatching Clone Wars. Oh, you started rewatching. You didn't finish it to begin with. Yeah, I'm in season two. I mean, like uh, that's rewatching. I get. Oh, you started again. Yes. From I season continued. one. OK, gotcha. Yeah, you're in for a treat. I tell you this every time. So, continue your thought about being a young Padawan. Uh, <laughs> no, I just think that that would be cool. I uh, I like the I like the concept of the like in the Harry Potter game or Hogwarts, sorry, that uh, you are uh, kind of a no name character being thrown into this world and able to explore the areas and the things that they didn't really explore in the movies or the books. Right. And it would be cool in star Wars to explore those areas where, you know, people are learning to use the force and we get little snippets of that in every game that we play, right? Like Jedi fallen order has the flashbacks of his training, but they're really just like a short, small segment that unlocks a new, 
ability for you, right? Yeah. But it'd be cool to kind of go through that whole, you know, process of, you know, what they would do in the Star Wars universe from, you know, stealing children. Because <laughs> we all know that uh, they have to start them re- real young, stealing children. And and who knows? Or maybe there could be an Easter egg where you uh, are the kid that Anakin Skywalker mows down. You can. <laughs> oh my God. If anything, you would pick up a game here when um, Luke Scott, like you would be one of these students on that planet that Luke is teaching the yeah. new Jedis. That's where the story would continue because um, Lucasfilm and Star Wars and Kathleen Kennedy are trying their hardest to make those last three movies make sense. Yeah. And like they've got now, Fellini, they've got Favreau working on it. But make it, hold make up. it work. Disney and Lucas Arts, I guess, or Lucasfilm. I don't know what it is now. Um, there's a whole Star Wars, not universe, but media thing that they're doing that's pre prequel. It takes place like 900 years or something like that, or 200 years, something like that, before Star Wars Episode One. Uh, right now, it's all like books, and there's some mangas and comics, but it's uh, Star Wars: The High Republic. Um, so this is a way for uh, Disney to kind of get more into the the eight, the golden age of the Jedi, um, without being tied to the Skywalker whole story arc and stuff like that so they can really do whatever they want and they put it um they put it so far ahead of star wars episode one that they have a ton of time that they could create a ton of content and still be like yep this is before anakin skywalker i believe it is let me just uh take a look um it is roughly 200 years yeah, 200 years before um, Star Wars Episode One, I, I which have, is pretty cool. I have legitimately no faith in them right now. Well, th- this stuff is all books. Um, so if you're not like really into reading like the Star Wars books, then maybe not so. I can I can understand. Um, they have like a ton of they have a ton of stuff. So it's going to be released in three phases. Phase one is light of the Jedi. So it's runs from what well, started last year and it runs into 2022. Phase two is called quest of the Jedi. So that starts in October of this year. And then phase three is trials of the Jedi. So it'll be mostly books and, and comics. And I think they, uh, there might be some, uh, some video games and stuff like that related to this stuff um the last thing i saw about um star wars and specifically obi-wan kenobi was there's a theory kind of floating around the internet that the reason they used a bd unit they didn't necessarily say it was bd8 is because jedi fallen order could kind of bleed its way into obi-wan and we 
could potentially see Calcastus. There's no obviously proof, but the timeline adds up. And that's kind of like the red herring people are kind of gripping on right now. So you you might be 100% right that all these, these comics and stuff are going to come to fruition and they're going to build into this universe even more. But that's a pretty huge swing if they're like, you know what? The Jedi Fallen Order story was so good. We're going to bring this character in. But there's being calls to bring that character into more things, too. You know, that's like the equivalent of uh, what's his name? Kyle Katarn or Katan Kyle Katarn. I don't know from the uh, Jedi Knight series. You know, that's a character that people are really thinking would be really cool to see. And and that character was brought into play after Return of the Jedi. So that could fit into some of the Mandalorian kind of stuff. Well, I mean, they, they listened to the fans and brought Cobb Banth to life. So anything's possible. Mm-hmm. Or Do you remember, not Cobb uh, Banth. Um, but Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Thank you. Uh, do you remember though? I'd say the one thing that I'm the most excited for um, is it was the Star Wars Eclipse. Do you remember that trailer? Uh, vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it's like made by Quantic Dreams. So they did uh, uh, what's it called? Heavy Rain, Detroit, Become Human, all this stuff. And this trailer, obviously, it was a cinematic trailer, so completely nothing to do with uh, gameplay but oh i'm super excited for that i don't know I, I, i'm very excited for a lot of what we talked about today i think I, uh i think the most exciting thing though is is uh kenobi no, <laughs> regardless no. of how you are feeling about star wars stuff actually finally getting to see you mcgregor back on the screen as obi nobi kenobi you know and for those who are playing bingo at home, David talked about Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> well, you brought um, it up. Be- before we go, we have some uh, programming news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, David, do you want to take this away? Do we, uh, do we need anything for this one? Good want- news, everyone. <laughs> no, it's, it's more. <laughs> I mean, good news for some people who don't want to listen to meeples, I guess. Yeah, well, okay. So we have decided... That uh, we are changing the format of Three Men and a Meeple. Um, as much as we love to talk about board games and tabletop stuff, uh, we like to play them even more. So we've decided that instead of having it as a uh, bi-weekly podcast, uh, we're going to actually record and stream some gameplay. Different board games that we've wanted to play or games that we love to play. Um, and we're going to have, you know, we're going to have Owen, John and I all on that, but then we're going to also be able to bring in guests uh, to play. And then yeah. we're going to release the series as more of a shorter snippet type of show where we're going to play a game, say like uh, Sean's favorite game, um, Lords of Waterdeep, where he's never won. Um, and if we play that game, we might do a 15 minute episode where we just talk about the, our experience playing that game and what we liked, what we didn't like. And this will just make things easier for, I think everyone, because schedules are, uh, are a hard thing to 
finagle sometimes. So, and more importantly, we wanted it to be consumable and quick. Mm-hmm. We um, we really value the opinions that we get, and I understand that some people get frustrated when they're like, "Oh my god, it's a new episode!" Oh, it's meeples. Meeples isn't for everybody. <laughs> when when we removed board games from the element of scene on screen, we wanted to focus fully on it it was hard to come up with uh that amount of content after we kind of went through our initial planning and we had a lot of big plans but we didn't have the time for those plans mm-hmm. so we're scaling it back um three men and a meeple will be on hiatus indefinitely and we'll be just focusing on bringing you guys board game content still unboxings um, photos that we find all through the scene on screen brand and the three men and a meeple will rise again just in playing game form and in digital video content which is yeah. pretty sweet and it's it'll what be, people want it'll be more video content than audio content yeah it'll be more interactive yes for people who watch stuff on youtube and talk to the screen Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But that is it for this show. If you like what you're listening to, obviously, you know where to go. We've been telling you for months and you guys obviously <laughs> you just tell sick of too. saying it now. <laughs> yeah, a little. <laughs> go go find it yourself. <laughs> if you listen to this episode, you know where to find us. No, but tell your friends. That's what we really need. We need you guys to share your love for us with other people so they can love us, too. And we promise to love them back. But for myself and David. He's so cool. Thank you for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. 